Welcome to the Health Humanities Podcast. Our mission is to facilitate interdisciplinary thinking and creative work related to illness, caregiving, and medicine. I'm Elizabeth Coletti, the Editor-in-Chief of the Health Humanities Journal of UNC Chapel Hill, and this episode we'll hear from Hazel Mia, who's a writer majoring in neuroscience with a minor in creative writing. We'll start with hearing her read her poem, Resin. We hope you enjoy. Resin. I wonder how you feel as you lie there, a tumor pressing on your frontal lobe. I sit beside you with a little jar and resin-wrapped moss inside, pain pressing on the inside of my head, held guarded in my cells, captured with now hardened glue. Your pain, I like to think. Pain I could pick up and roll around in my fingers like moss fibers until it disintegrates in the oils of my skin. I wonder if I could preserve your mind and soul in a jar of resin. I like to think and wish. I like to revel in this false permanence I've created and try to forget the tumor in your head. I wish I could pull it apart or that I could take it from you and put it in my head so that I could feel your pain and you wouldn't have to. You can read that poem and the rest of the Health Humanity Journal's Spring 2020 issue on our website. Hazel, thanks so much for talking to me today. No problem. Thanks for having me. So would you like to talk about maybe where you were coming from when writing this poem and what you were trying to accomplish with it? Uh, I very much was coming at it from the perspective of an outsider, kind of. I Like I was looking at someone else's grief and just reflecting on it. Um, this isn't a person who I was really close to personally. This is my partner's grandfather, who I is someone I wanted to get to know, but I just, you know, didn't get the opportunity before he passed away. And I was just seeing her struggle and, and just reflecting, I guess. How do you thread that balance of kind of writing outside yourself, but still trying to express something true? I guess I, I do that by keeping it in the realm of like, art that I do, like, I, it, I very much like concretized it in like, resin art and something that I can do physically. So I, I didn't talk as much about him as I talked about the resin itself and it, just how strange of a process it is kind of like that I'm picking these plants up and, you know, I'm holding dead matter after I've picked this flower, but I, I get to like capture that and and look at it for however long I want when it's in resin. And it just makes me think about death a lot and I don't know it's kind of frightening and it gives me almost this false sense of power that I can just capture it for a moment and keep looking at it. See I definitely think everyone has different ways of understanding or talking through like what's going on around them and processing it you know for for some people it's a verbal trying to talk things out for others it's why we get paintings and any number of other art forms so why do you go to the written word and specifically to poetry? I'm not I think I've always just been drawn to writing for whatever reason I it's just come very naturally to me and it, I I often find that I I can't really sit down and, and tell myself to write a certain thing I just have to kind of like wait for it to pour out whenever it's ready. So I felt like it wasn't a, much of a choice honestly just that it was kind of what I had to do. You mentioned 
like actually working with physical resin art, how are you both writing about something and working with it in this other art form? I think it's it's more that with writing, it's like I actually am able to articulate what fascinates me so much about another art form or about whatever it is I'm writing about, whether that's, you know, death or someone's illness. I'm just able to capture something that's hard for me to grasp, I guess, or hard for me to understand, like, why I'm so focused on it and I'm able to put it into words. Because I didn't understand, like, why I was so fascinated by resin until I was able to write about it. How were you introduced to resin art? Um, I think I just, I saw it online and I thought it was so beautiful and I wanted to do it myself because I just, I really like nature and, you know, plants and, and flowers and all that. And I just really like making art with them. So was this like a new experiment for you, both turning some form of art that you were doing into your writing, or have you gone to this kind of cross-medium approach before? I think I, I've done the cross-medium approach before. I've written about drawing. I've written about, I think just everything in my life ends up yeah, appearing in my writing in some way or another. Do you have a favorite art form, or is, I don't know, is that like asking what your favorite book is? <laughs> I would say my favorite art form has to be writing, <laughs> just because it allows me to like, I think it's honestly just because it comes most naturally to me. Yeah. And I'm able to like, say things that I can't quite say in other art forms, just because I, you know, they're not, they don't come as easily to me as writing does. Or I wouldn't say it comes easily, but you know, as it's not quite as tangible to me, I guess. What I really love about this poem is partly its reliance on metaphor. So in good poetry, or, or maybe it's not objective, but in poetry that sings at your frequency, there's some kind of prehension to the right metaphor where it feels true before we can even process or explain exactly why. And that's definitely something that I got reading Resin. So can you explain your process building up these metaphors to convey those feelings? Well, like I said before, it's one of those things that if I, I sit down and think about it too hard, it, it's almost like it won't even come to fruition. Like I have to just let it come when it's ready to be written. I know that sounds maybe a little strange, like as if these words have some sort of like consciousness beyond me, but <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to explain. I just, I'm not really sure how I even construct metaphors. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish yeah, I had an answer for you. <laughs> that's fine. I always find it interesting to kind of try to sit down and examine your own creative process. Like, you know, you, you do something, but what is it exactly? Mm -hmm. So to kind of wrap this back around to the health humanities more specifically, this poem also makes me think of uh, this, this great Elaine Scarry quote, to have great pain is to have certainty, to hear that another person has pain is to have doubt. I think that a lot of the motivation or maybe intent behind the pieces in this journal is trying to convey our certainty with enough words to bridge to the reader's doubt. And I know in this case, you said you're writing about your partner and their grief, but is that f fair to say about your writing? To bridge like this distance between what you are experiencing or what someone who is in pain or in in the middle of some kind of illness is experiencing to let the the reader and the audience understand it. Yeah, I think there's this interesting dimension to it, just that I'm reaching in, in four directions at once, or I'm reaching like toward my partner to try and, and help her through her grief. And I'm also reaching out to her grandfather and wishing that I could do something to make the everything less painful for him. And 
I'm reaching inward, trying to make sense of the world around me. And then I'm also reaching out to readers and, and trying to convey just something so, I guess, confusing and, and difficult to them. Yeah, I, I feel like I am trying to build all these bridges and I, I never know if it's sufficient, I guess. But I guess that that's just the purpose of a lot of art and writing is trying to communicate with others and, and with yourself. So do you have any other poems or work in other art forms that touch on these similar issues? Yeah, I, I think all of my writing in some ways talks about the pain of other people, whether it's through illness or through their circumstances or, or what have you. I, I'm a very empathetic person and I just I have a hard time seeing other people in pain and I also struggle with feeling helpless in the face of other people's pain. So I just I think a lot of my writing is like trying to work through that and trying to see what I can do for others. That's not just me being neurotic because someone else is hurting. Have you been able to find some kind of healing or, or peace in your writing in that way? Yes, I have. I think it has been very helpful for me to come to terms with everything. I think I want to go back a little bit to the resin art. Can you maybe describe that a little more? So for that, um, it's more just, it's usually like when I'm out walking or running and I see a plant and I feel bad to pick them, but I always do because I just am so like infatuated with like how plant life looks. I also think that, all right, is this going to get, I don't know. I want to like go into further detail, but I feel like it's going to get like messy. So I'm sorry if this is. Oh, just it's fine. It's interesting. Mess. Just um, so I'm a neuroscience major, and something I like to think about is when does sentience stop mattering? Like as you move from human to plant, there is still some level of like being able to process the world around you. Um, there is some level of sentience that just gets less and less similar to what we know. And so I just have this idea that we're kind of imbued with the same essence as, as plants and, and things like that. And that, I don't know, that like, I'm not all that different from the matter around me. And I just like to be able to capture it in, in this plastic and, and just be able to look at it and, and make art with it. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain that. I'm sorry, that seems very confusing. No, no, it doesn't. That's really beautiful. Um, I think there there is something there of like trying to, like we were talking about, you're trying to, to bridge emotions with your writing, but then also just trying to connect and bridge to the rest of the world. And I think that's really interesting to reflect on in you being a neuroscience major as well. Yeah. I'm curious if any of your neuroscience classes have pushed you into to thinking about stuff like that or how specifically? I, I think neuroscience classes have just made me admire the brain in whatever form it comes, even if it's very rudimentary, even if it's just, even if there is no like centralized nervous system and it's just like a bundle of nerves, like I just have a respect for that. And I guess that carries to even as basic as it gets with like plants and microorganisms and all of that, like I just appreciate everything that lives. And I, th I think I, I got much of that from learning about science. Um, so mm -hmm. just any of my science classes have really shaped my appreciation for the world around me. I really love that because so much 
so much of the time we talk about sciences and humanities as if they are separate, but just like what you're saying, they really overlap in kind of beautiful and interesting ways. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. This has been a really fun conversation. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find Hazel's poem and the rest of the Health Humanities Journal's Spring 2020 issue on our website linked in the show notes, or go to hhj.web.unc.edu. The music you're hearing now and at the top is from Andy G. Cohen. Thanks again to Hazel for coming to talk with me, and be sure to watch for our next episode to hear more from the authors of the Health Humanities Journal of UNC Chapel Hill.